，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Olufsen 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。The DPP has confirmed Enoch Wu as one of its candidates in the legislative by-elections in January. Wu will be running for the Taipei's third constituency, which covers Zhongshan and Songshan. The seat was left vacant after the KMT's Zhang Wanan resigned from his post to run and win Taipei's mayoral race. Wu says he will do his utmost to gain support in the constituency. He says he will adopt a similar strategy to the previous time he ran for election by focusing only on policy. He says he won't put up signs or banners to elevate Taiwan's electoral culture. The KMT has yet to announce who it will be fielding to run in the race. Though face masks are no longer compulsory outdoors. Some places, such as the preschool affiliated with Mingli Elementary in Hualien, are requiring students to stay masked up. The school principal says the masks are not being kept on because of COVID, but to keep enterovirus at bay. According to local authorities, enterovirus outbreaks would previously cause five to six class cancellations every month. But since masks became compulsory with COVID. The number of infections dropped drastically to 12 infections so far this year, and no classes called off. We're at the preschool affiliated with Hualien's Mingli Elementary School, where a teacher guides her students through some outdoor exercises. Though the outdoor mask mandate was lifted on Thursday, they are still wearing face masks. I think it's best that they keep them on for now. After all, children's immune systems are not too good, so they are more likely to get infected than adults. The preschool has four classes, with about 100 students in total. The principal says that even if the regulations permit taking masks off, she would rather have the students keep them on to prevent enterovirus infections. Even before the CECC instated a mask mandate in Taiwan, the preschool had imposed mask regulations of its own. Since we started the mandate in 2019, the number of enterovirus infections went down. In August 2020, with the consent of all parents, we made it so that staff would wear face masks. We encourage them to keep them on while exercising outdoors, but it depends on the student. If they want to take it off, that's okay too. According to data from the Hualien government, in 2020, the county saw a total of 530 enterovirus infections. The number dropped to 123 in 2021, and to just 12 this year. No classes had to be cancelled due to enterovirus outbreaks. Schools can take measures to respond to their specific circumstances, such as taking into account the number of infections. They can put preventative measures in place or put together guidelines to use at the school. That way, they can respond as they see fit. The county government says schools are free to decide on additional measures to the guidelines set out by the Ministry of Education. For Mingli's preschool, that means masks on at all times, even outside. 
Over the past few years, two public bike systems have operated side-by-side -side in Taipei. That's the U-Bike 1.0 network, which is orange bikes, and the newer U-Bike 2.0 network with its white bikes. The Taipei government on Thursday announced what it will do with the first-gen U-Bikes it's going to decommission, as the city plans to switch fully to the newer 2.0 system on December 10th. Some of the bikes will be given to government agencies, while 1,300 units will be donated to indigenous communities. Taipei Mayor Ko Wenzhe on Thursday took part in a ceremony to bid farewell to the city's orange U-Bike 1.0s. Starting the day after tomorrow, December 3rd, we will start decommissioning all U-Bike 1.0s. In the future, all U-Bikes in Taipei will be 2.0s. U-Bike launched its first-gen public bicycles in Taipei more than 13 years ago. Since then, more than 200 million trips have been made on the bikes. Second-generation bikes were introduced a few years ago. Now the 1.0 models are used for at most 10,000 trips in the city every day. After the first-gen bikes are decommissioned, they will be given to public agencies for use in things like neighborhood patrols or education centers. About 1,300 bikes will be donated to indigenous communities. The retired 1.0 bikes will be donated to indigenous communities, and the docking stations will be dismantled. We hope that the 1.0 bikes will bring as much happiness to indigenous communities as they did to us. Taipei is completely dismantling its U-Bike 1.0 network, but in nearby New Taipei, the system will still be running. To make the transition smoother, from December 3rd to December 6th, U-Bike 1.0 docking stations in Taipei will not allow rentals, only returns. From December 7th to December 9th, returns will not be allowed at any docking sites, except for 30 popular docking stations along the border between Taipei and New Taipei. Starting December 10th, the U-Bike 1.0 system will be completely phased out in Taipei. If you drive one of these bikes from New Taipei into Taipei, you'll have to pay 350 NT to get it towed away. If you accidentally ride a U-Bike 1.0 across the border, you'll have to notify the operator, U-Bike. They can assist you with the problem, but they will charge a fee for transporting the bike across cities. Taipei is switching fully to the 2.0 system, while New Taipei is keeping both 1.0s and 2.0s available. To prevent riders from accidentally taking a 1.0 bike to Taipei, the New Taipei government has put up signs reminding people to rent 2.0s when crossing the border. Teams from seven countries around the world shook things up recently in Banqiao District at the Cha Time Global Tea Rista Contest. Contestants had to flaunt their creativity and whip up unique handshake beverages to compete for the championship title. Let's hear the results. I'm very happy to win the championship for Team Canada. We were thinking about ways to express the idea of money, so we added a slice of lemon on top to represent it. I think we can keep working even harder for next time. The international contestants showed amazing creativity and narratives. Taiwan's tea culture can become more visible by opening stores in different countries. After it becomes more well-known, 
there will be a lot of consumers and exporters who learn about the culture and roots of this industry. In the end, Canada came in first, with Indonesia second and the UK third. A prize for creativity was awarded to Australia. Unfortunately, Taiwan did not place this time around. However, bubble tea's popularity just keeps growing. And with competitions like this one, Taiwan is putting more fame to its name. We head now to a drug rehabilitation center where residents have a very special project. Residents in recovery rear their own chickens and make delicious meals, which are in high demand among the locals. The center in Taidong's Luiyes Township has a giant backyard perfect for running the chicken farm. Residents here get to learn a new skill and earn some money while they recover from their addiction. Plump white meat is stirred in a tasty sauce. The sambay chicken is almost ready to serve, and the chicken was reared right here at this government-operated drug rehabilitation center in Taidong. The chickens in this pen look very happy. They are cared for by the residents of the center. Because the space at this center in Luya Township is so ample, they can fit five chicken coops into the yard. The project began 18 years ago, when they started rearing black feathered chickens here to sell to staff and their families. Fifteen residents here raise 10,000 chickens a year, or more. They handle everything from the egg to the kitchen pot. <laughs> The chef deals with the chicken's talons easily. Then he slices the meat into the correct cuts. But these skills are the fruit of much hard work. The chicken is so popular it's often sold out. That gives the residents spending money as well as a sense of purpose and achievement. We've gotten great feedback ever since we started raising the chickens, so we are just continuing to believe in the idea of raising birds. We get more and more orders. The black feathered chicken comes from Taidong, with its lush forested mountains and abundant rivers. For the residents at this treatment center, learning a trade with connection to the land is a great stepping stone on the road to recovery. An interdisciplinary research team at Chenggong University has successfully developed a new high-entropy alloy with great chemical value. Compared to typical silver-copper alloys, this new material is more heat-resistant and is more cost-effective to produce. Let's hear from the head of the research team. First, it's very cheap to produce. Second, its properties are superior to those of typical metals. Most metals are applied to ceramic surfaces, and high-entropy alloys are highly compatible with ceramic materials, which makes properties such as the resonance frequency very stable. There are wide applications in the future, in antennas for 5G and 6G systems, and even in batteries and electric vehicles. Currently, they're collaborating with many manufacturers. Apart from a design patent in the country, the team is also looking to apply for patents all over the world. The high entropy alloy is 80% cheaper to produce than typical commercially used alloys. Its electric resistance is close to silver, which is more commonly used. Researchers say the new material can be widely applied to vehicle antennas, 
Wi-Fi antennas and passive components, resulting in lower transmission loss and more stable operating frequency. They say that the alloy can replace expensive precious metals to lower cost in mass-produced components. Taiwanese choreographer Li Zhenwei and Hungarian artist Zoltan Walkoya have been working together since 2016, creating moving choreographies that touch the soul. Recently, the pair jointly choreographed a piece that explores psychological burnout, expressing mental exhaustions through contemporary dance. Their work has won several accolades at international competitions. FTV reporter Stephen Yang caught up with the duo while on tour in Taiwan to find out more about their dance moves. The three dancers pull and push each other to the point of exhaustion with quick repetitive movements. The piece, Burnt, the eternal long now, explores mental burnout depicting the psychological and physical stresses that individuals face. The piece reinforces the theme with the use of lights and reflective materials, as well as music by Budapest-based cross-disciplinary media artist Abris Grillis. This dance piece has been choreographed by Li Zhenwei and Zoltan Zakula. It was inspired by their previous experiences with burnout. Through the piece, they hope to encourage people to become more aware of their bodies and not be afraid to talk about their weariness with others. Backdrop is the monster and uh, it's really present. Uh, visually, it takes a big impact, uh, depends on how the light is being projected on the backdrop. Um, I think the idea of that sometimes, uh, I think if we refer to the concept of burnt, uh, we do being under something we create, and that's something we would like to reflect on the society as well, that this is the environment we create, which give us certain pressure and certain impact. This piece is also to bring the awareness to the people and also to ensure that often in this situation you are not alone. Approached um, manual work, working together as a, as, a, as, a, as a team or as a community and also as individuals. Mm -hmm. And we twist them and chew them to all sorts of directions. And so the show just tries to show a certain level of intensity and energy in order to realize, to see it from the outside as well, what might I have been going through and just to basically unlock the possibility to open up about it and to be honest with ourselves that I might need a big change. I might need to quit my job. I might need to go for half a year of holiday. I might need to take care of my family much more or myself. Artists Lee and Vakulia often work together to choreograph dance pieces. Lee is a Belgian-based Taiwanese artist who began her career as a dancer with Batsiva Dance Company in 2009. She is now a freelance dancer and choreographer. Vukuya is a Belgian-based dancer and choreographer born in Hungary who studied dance and choreography in Budapest. The duo has been working together since 2016 under the name Lee Vukuya. Uh, we both uh, start our first piece together long. It was actually premiered here, right here on this stage. And since then, we have been cooperating on stage work, on video installation and different formats. And uh, 
we're based in Europe, but, but I'm Taiwanese, so uh, it's always a strong bound for us to uh, be in touch and then always come back to share what we have learned and what we have experienced. I have a very strong growing energy to music. So something with music and musicality that I think will be also coming to us at some point, at a certain point. But for now, we are, I think, very focused on this project and uh, the ones that are based on burnout syndrome. Their work has been nominated for several international awards, including the Taishin Art Prize for Best Creation and the Total Theater Award in 2017. The team is currently on tour in Taiwan with performances in all areas of the country. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Li Hunt in Taipei. We head now to a restaurant that's turning Taiwan's classic dishes into hot pots. Dishes from across Taiwan's history and ethnic diversity are getting the hot pot treatment. If it's Hakka cuisine or Tangyuan that you like, there's a hot pot for that. There's even a, got a hot pot based on so-called tavern cuisine, which is a culinary trend from the Japanese colonial era. A grilled squid and marinated chicken legs are almost too big to fit in this pot. The classic example of tavern cuisine, squid and sea snails and garlic, is now a clay pot dish. The chicken legs are rich with squid juices and the sweetness of the snails. A dry squid is first fried in pork fat with mushrooms and prawns. Garlic shoots, onions and scallions are vital to bring out the flavour. The sea snails and broth go into the pot together, creating a rich soup. We make full use of even the juice the sea snails and mushrooms are marinated in. They're added to the soup, fried, and they add even more flavor. The chicken legs are added and the squid is blowtorched before the pot is ready to serve. Even Hakka Tang Yuan has become a hot pot. Salted pork is fried on a high heat with prawns and garlic. The little tangyuan dumplings are boiled until they're plump and shining. You can dip slices of beef into the hot pot to absorb its delicious taste. For example, the squid and sea snails with garlic is a seafood dish, so we use a bonito broth. For the tangyuan, the main ingredients include prawns and salted pork, so we use a pork bone broth to enhance the flavour. Traditional tavern dishes and Hakka cuisine are being reinvented as delicious clay pot feasts. Taiwan's tallest skyscraper, Taipei 101, is going all out this year's festive season. It has organized a series of 60 events running from Christmas to the Lantern Festival on February 15th. Of course, one of the events will be the iconic fireworks show on New Year's Eve, which is expected to attract a million revelers. It's my first time here, yes. I've never been on such a tall building before, and so it's a very, very exciting. Such a tall building, I think we haven't in Germany, so I would recommend it. Uh, a long time ago, I came here with my wife maybe 12 years ago, um, but this is the first time since we've had kids. We brought the kids back here to visit. All the tickets to watch the fireworks show from the 89th floor observation deck have sold out. We expect about one million people to come and watch the New Year's fireworks show. Taipei 101 has set up festive decorations all over the building, and even a Christmas tree on each of its floors, for a grand total of 101 trees. The observation deck has installations to snap a shot in style. 
If you can't head to Taipei for the pyrotechnics extravaganza, fret not. Kaohsiung's Yida theme park says it will hold a 999-second spectacle on New Year's Eve. There will also be fireworks to bring in the New Year's at Taichung's Libao Resort and in Xinzhu County, which shows lasting 330 seconds and 180 seconds, respectively.